What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Episode 17 of Three Guys from the South Side. My name is Mike Merrick, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. Uh, with me, uh, as always, from Champaign, Illinois, Boys Bernardi. Boys, how are we feeling? Doing good. Warmer weather's on the way. Uh, it's nice to see the sun still out a little bit. Quarter to eight. Uh, life's good. Spring is sprung, baby. And, and you know, today being opening day, April 1st. Uh, April Fool's Day as well. Things are things are on the up and up. I, for one, am super excited to get back to Tinley Park, Illinois, the south side uh, this weekend. 65, 75 degrees. Uh, Going to be 90 here next week in in the big in the Big D. Yeah, shake things up a little bit. Uh, but coming back, fresh contract. Davey Baseball, Dave McAvoy from Chicago, Illinois. Dave, how are we feeling? I mean, it's hard to beat opening day when the weather's getting like this. It's exciting that you'll be in Tinley Park. We'll all be golfing this weekend. You can drive the cart if you need to. Got to use the the left hand, I think, if you need to. If you need to, if you need to go stride that whip, Marshawn style. But yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to beat it right now. Optimism really high, bouncing back off the Illinois loss with some bad news for the Illini today with Miller transferring. But you know, White Sox should be good. So we, we we're excited to be here. You, you 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 mentioned uh, college hoops before we get back into the tournament. Couple uh, big coaching moves here recently as well. You got Shaka Smart going up to Marquette. You got Roy Williams, what nine uh, nine hundred three career wins, something like that, nine thirty. Yeah, country boy Roy hanging up the shoes. Hanging up the shoes. So uh, general reactions from you too on, on on the coaching or player moves in the NCAA. Uh, yeah, well, I was kind of shocked with uh, Roy. Um, I'm not a big fan of him, but, uh, hey, you win three national titles at North Carolina. That's an excellent tenure. He did a great job at Kansas. With that, though, I'm sure they're going to keep it in-house. I think they're going to keep it to an assistant. Um, but that was the big news of the day. And then Chris Beard got paid today and is moving from Lubbock, which is in the middle of nowhere, if you know your geography in Texas, and moving to Austin, which is probably one of the best cities in America. So good day for him all around. Um, personally, I wish Underwood would go to Texas tech or go somewhere else now, but that's a little off base for this podcast. So I'll just stick to the message boards with that. But, um, uh, yeah, Dave, what do you think about that North Carolina job? Well, I know we've got to save that for a non five, nine, zero, zero, seven, four underscore scout. He can get on the message boards and tell us more about, free what about, sign our DMs. about what he thinks about that. Uh, but obviously I love the Chris Beard hire. Um, and I think that Roy Williams, uh, retiring kind of feels like a harbinger for, things to come here with some of these older coaches going by the wayside, like Bayheim will probably be done in a couple of years when his kids are done there. Coach, uh, K. Coach K will move on. Yeah. Yeah I, COVID, yeah. I think COVID was hard on a lot of these older coaches and I think that was tough for Roy. Well, I mean, uh, coach K has been acting like he's having a heart attack halfway through the season every single year for the last five years. So he'll be gone soon enough. There's not enough hair dye in North Carolina to cover the rest of that dome forever. Hey, so he's from Chicago. Be nice. Hey, there's uh, also not, there's not, not enough not enough deodorant to help Sean Miller out too on the sideline. He's got to be gone soon. No? He needs it. He needs to get the Thompson tea. That's what Dave McAvoy does now, and oh, the, none of the deodorants work. Can so, can someone at Mizzen in Maine get this guy a goddamn dry fit, please? My <laughs> God, a free ad, free ad read. Jesus I just give Thompson Christ. to you a free shout out, right? But, but it should be it, it'll be interesting between all these coaches starting to get older and moving out. Uh, with the NBA talking about either setting up a, a, a not an amateur league but like a semi pro league and maybe being done with the 19 year old rule, it should be an interesting couple of years coming up with that and with the name, image, and likeness rules 
kind of up in the air right now and the NCAA being in front of the Supreme Court. It'll be interesting to see how that ends up shaking out with college basketball. Um, but I mean, college basketball obviously changed when the one and done rule came out and it's been fun to watch no matter what. So I don't see it really being an issue, but it'll definitely change things. Yeah, no, I agree. Too. Sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, I, I was I was just going to say, you mentioned that um, semi-pro league and, and that's interesting. And, and not only that, but obviously all the different allegations and things going on within college basketball. I mean, you know, that NCAA is under pretty heavy scrutiny after the whole uh, men's versus women kind of, uh, you know, uh, discrimination. Again, not to get political or, or bring in social issues here, but that uh, that's not a good look for them, especially with, again, the NBA looking to do what they're doing. Well, is this podcast yeah, title about- – is this podcast Title Nine friendly? Are there three girls out there talking about uh, sports into the ether too and making really bad picks? I mean, I yeah, mean, you I mean, got probably have more listeners than we do. You you got to think a couple of girls that go over to the T hands or Jamesons is listening to this, no? <laughs> oh, is that where we're spreading? That's where stealing, we're spreading the Bible. Stealing picks, there? stealing picks from Mango and just like throwing <laughs> them up at us. Hey, we so, like hey, this week. We like study. We like this week. Oh, hey, no, I will say though, like. We, t- we brought up briefly Adam Miller transferring. It obviously sucks, and it's going to kind of change the coaching dynamic. But at the same time, you see a guy like Chris Beard be able to leave his job and not have to sit out one year. Why shouldn't these players be able to do the same thing? And I'm never really going to blame a player for um, transferring to look for something better, but um, it just kind of is what it is now. And recruiting's not done when they sign that letter of intent. You kind of got to keep. You got kind of got to keep recruiting your players. Um, However, they're long on your team, whether they go pro or they're a four-year starter. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Well, let's get back into the tournament here. Obviously, a wild weekend uh, for college hoops. We now have our final four set uh, for this weekend. Gonzaga, UCLA, Houston, Baylor. Who do you guys like in the national championship and and, and even further to – uh, to take it all home. Um, the title game, <laughs> I, I've kind of been on Houston since February, and the thing is, they keep screwing me over. I had them against Memphis in the American semifinal. They were up by 12 at half and didn't cover. And then I had them against Oregon State. They were up by 17 at half, and then they didn't cover again. But I love this matchup against Baylor. Um, and one of the reasons why I love this Houston team is they are super tough. And me and Dave were in some Catholic basketball league back in the day. And we were five white kids and we would get thrown into these basketball tournaments, like on the South side of Chicago, big dipper. And we get absolutely annihilated. And some of these kids were just tough. And that's what this Houston team reminds me of, man. Like if they struggle, they bang the boards, they bust their ass and they're not going to quit against Baylor. And the thing is Baylor is a bad defensive rebounding team. And Houston's a great offensive rebounding team. And Houston does not turn the ball over. So if they're going to get, they're going to miss their shots, but if they get 15 rebounds and they're able to get 13 extra shots, shots off that, they're going to have more opportunities to score than Baylor. So that's why I kind of like um, Houston, um, Houston in this game to make the title game. And then I also like Gonzaga just to absolutely steamroll. I saw something like Michigan and Alabama shot a combined 16 to 37 from the free throw line. Like that's not, that's just pure luck. That's just pure luck. And Gonzaga's proven that they're not like this team. They're not going to get in their head. They're not going to choke. I expect them to win by 20. So I think it's going to be Gonzaga and Houston. And you talk about that stat with uh, them missing at the free throw line. They were terrible from three. Michigan 
was uh, Wagner and Smith were two of 17 from the field. And those two games were one that went to overtime and one was a two point game for UCLA. And I, I couldn't agree more with you. Gonzaga first half, this entire tournament has been set it and forget it. Just bet the first half. Um, obviously we said last week, I said, get that Gonzaga plus plus one fifty was a great bet to, to win it. That all. Was a great I, bet. I still think it's a great bet. I don't see anybody beating them. The, the, thing, the thing I will say, the thing I will say is I, I bet Baylor first half already. Um, but in talking to you a little bit more this week, Blaze, I, I'm starting to come around on Houston. I'm rooting for Houston as it is in our draft pool. I need Houston to win there. Um, but I man, dude, Davian Mitchell, that first step that he has to get into the lane and get by guys is reminiscent of Derrick Rose when he was at Memphis. It's incredible how yeah, fast. I, he is. I agree with you, and like I, I think the thing with Arkansas is they're just as athletic. But like, why are they guarding him two to three feet past the um, three point line? I think Samson's gonna push him back. And- I think they have to put Giroux on him. He's longer. He's not as quick, but he shut down Buddy Beheim and he shot and he shut down Thompson from Oregon State. So you can lock these guys down. It'll be interesting, though. I think it's a good game. I don't. I think it's a good game, and I think people aren't giving it enough respect. I think it'll be a good game too. I mean, but even Ken Palm now. I just looked it up today. Ken Palm thinks it's going to be a one point game based on the computers, not him himself, but the model has it being seventy two seventy one Baylor. So. Ken Palm thinks it's going to be pretty damn close, more so than the rest of the the world thinks it is. But, I mean, when the, the line came, first came out and it was Baylor minus five, of course I loved Baylor. But you're starting to get me convinced, and I'm not going to put more money on Baylor. Um, so my plays this weekend on those are going to be – I'm stuck with Baylor first half, but I'm, I'm still going to bet Gonzaga first half as well. And then I'm going to bet um, – I got to throw a little bit of a sprinkle on UCLA money line because I've got Gonzaga action everywhere else. And I didn't throw enough of a hedge on Illinois. So we're not going to make that mistake twice. Probably just lose my money all, all over the place. So it'll be good. Yeah. This Gonzaga team kind of reminds me of Duke in 2015. They went six and zero against the spread in the NCAA tournament. I think Gonzaga is going to do the same. Or like Villanova a couple years ago where they beat everybody by 10. Yeah. It's the same thing. Mike, what do you like in the battle of Texas down there in Dallas? Got to go with them Baylor Bears. Got to go with Baylor. I I think I I think their depth is going to be too much city. for for H Town. I don't think is coming out of this. I still like Baylor minus five. Um, but my play on this, I like the over one thirty four. I like the over in this game, um, especially especially if Baylor gets out to a lead in the first half, a big lead. You know, probably eight nine points. I would expect this to be a very high-scoring game at, at at that stake. And my goodness, Timmy time, baby. I love – I cannot get over – I didn't realize until this weekend that celebration that, that Drew Timmy has when he makes a bucket or, or throws one down. The little whoop. The and handlebar just, mustache ride. He did a little baby uh, – he did a little baby John Wall, too. Did you see him do that? Yeah. I, I'm like that guy. That guy is he. He's he's electric. He he's. I saw it. I'm like and and the headband too. I'm like, come on. You know who he looked like a little bit. You guys are like it. He, he looked like Chili dancing Lance. Oh back Jesus! A little bit. Come on, right? Great volleyball player. What was his name? Tim. Tim Murphy. Tim, yeah, the Murph dog. If you're listening out there, bud, thinking about you. Thinking about you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He was oh, a snack yeah, 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 yeah. And he, dude. I kind of need a hat tip, hat tip to hat tip to Dave Senior on this on this take. When we were uh, when Gonzaga was coming on, I was watching the game with him, and he said, "Wait, do you see this Timmy guy play?" I didn't watch a ton of them, obviously during like the West Coast 
conference tournament or anything, but he said like he's a basketball player. He's six ten, but he can pass. He can dribble. He can do it all. That's the difference between. I was hoping to see him go up against Dickinson just to to see the difference. But the difference between him and Dickinson is that Timmy is smooth in the lane and he can pass and he can dribble. Yeah, he it all. Just Timmy awful. took an NBA lotto pick to school in the in the paint. Like if I don't know if Timmy can make it in the NBA, but there's nothing wrong living in Barcelona for ten years and having a career out there. Barcelona, Barcelona. <laughs> I, I I mean either way, I love I love Gonzaga. I love him first half uh, line again. I know that worked for us again last week, but. I like him in this game too. I I would I would lay the fourteen and a half on. Yeah, this no, side. if it's not broke, keep hitting it. I so so I did I did, and this is kind of fucked from last week. I looked, I looked like midway through the second second half. I live bet one one fifty two live bet, and I'm like um, about a minute left. I'm like, no way we hit this right. We're still like nine points out. Total finish one fifty one. Because they didn't make their free throws. We're la- we were that, laughing at that total, that, laughing. That that yeah, laughing right. Check mark, Sharpie boys, Sharpie boys. It should it it should have hit if they made their mother free throws. Yeah, I think with the end of that game, you saw Gonzaga knew it was over, and they were just running the clock out. And what, oh, totally, totally. And but, that was, but and so- that was and that was kind of weird too, considering like they've just been absolutely burying teams like Creighton at the end of games. But that is something that kind of scares me with UCLA. Gonzaga's up by like sixteen with three minutes left. Oh. They took their foot off the gas, but I think Gonzaga's going to be up by like twenty five at halftime. And I think so. I think so. I don't think that's it's why I like be that close. first. That's why I like that first half bet with a tall spread like that, it's um, it takes that out of the equation. It'll probably be like eight, seven and a half around there. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's like, like- I, can see him, I can see him being up at 10 and a half, but then when you're asking them to win by 15 or 20, if they, if they don't, like you said, if they take the foot off the gas and they don't just like step on their necks at the very end, they could sneak back into it. Yeah. And the thing is, this will be a good transition too. It's like betting uh, whether there'll be a run in the first inning or not. You just, Oh God! I know if you're a winner or not in like the first 20 minutes of the game. I just love that. Kennedy, 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 swing back. Bueller. I mean, it is it is opening day. It is opening day, boys. What do we what do we think about the uh, start to the MLB season? Well, it's great. The White Sox haven't even played a game yet, and they're in first place. It's fantastic, fantastic. They won uh, first pitch 905. The White Sox starting tonight on the on the West Coast. It kind of sucks because you already had Sunday night where you're up late watching the games, and then Monday, Tuesday, and we kind of glossed over the Sweet 16 and really the Elite Eight game with UCLA versus Michigan. Michigan had three shots at the end from three that could have won the game, and then they missed the layup. That Arkansas game was awesome against Oral Roberts, where they could have done it, and then Alabama tied the game against UCLA. There was games on late every single night. That Alabama play was an awesome thing. And you know what that reminded me of? That Villanova three-pointer to beat North Carolina in uh, the title game a couple years ago. That looked like it was an identical play. Well, it would have been an all-timer if they ended up winning the game. It was a great play anyways, but it would have been an all-timer. Yeah. No, like those – it was some – it's weird seeing a college basketball game in the East Coast. You're watching staying up till midnight, man. It's kind of crazy. It is what it is. 
Well, that's the that's that is something that I know it's lame and it's low hanging fruit, but like to have Michigan playing at ten o'clock Eastern against UCLA. Why didn't you just put the other game on as, as a late game because it's two West Coast teams? Oh, I didn't even think of that. You'd be over, you're it's overthinking it, I guess. But like UCLA Gonzaga, it's two West Coast teams. Why you do that to them? And it was it's been fun. It's been fun for one year to have all the teams in the same spot in Indianapolis, but I, I, I hope everything goes back to normal next year and you get that normal schedule. It was fun having the games on Monday and Tuesday night, but man, there's nothing better than those Thursday, Friday, and well, basically like the work week's over. How much? How much does it? How much do the fans add to it too? Right? Some schools travel better than others. I get. I mean, that makes a huge difference. I think in the outcome of this tournament. Oh my God, dude, go, go back and just watch some of those old highlights of anything, literally anything. You guys know my favorite play in the world right now is uh, Delman Young with the bases loaded from the 2014 ALDS. Just listen to the fans and stuff like that. Oh my God, it'll make your, your hair stand up. You, you don't realize how much you miss fans until you go back and watch some of these highlights where fans are in there and everyone's going nuts. Oh my God! It's gonna be the coolest thing. The, the next time you're in an arena with a full house and it's nuts. Oh my God! You're you're gonna forget and then you're gonna remember how awesome. Yeah, I think college football and NFL will have full stadiums. I think we will. Well, I think baseball is gonna be the the leader in it. They're gonna have full stadiums. I'm thinking by like July. Why wouldn't we? Especially in Texas. Wanna... Texas already wants it. Yeah, I don't know. They might ruin it for everybody. That kind of. Why? Are, when are you gonna go get 100%. vaccinated, Blaze? Let's go. I'm getting my first shot tomorrow. Do you want Moderna or Pfizer? What's your pick on that? We need it both. Both dash one ten. Both dash one ten. I'm getting two shots. I know that, but I don't know which one until I go to the Walgreens tomorrow to get it. I mean, Dave, things aren't that bad. You know, stay, no, they're stay not. We got ba- we got baseball back. Do you guys have any baseball bets you like? I wrote down a bunch of them. Or do you want to start with the Rizzo contract? Blaze's favorite team, former favorite team. He's come to the or, dark. Side. Former favorite team. Hey, hey, these colors don't run, Ricky. These colors don't run. <laughs> Rick, uh, Rick, boy, don't quit. Hey, Ricky boy, Ricky don't, boy quit. don't quit. Don't quit. Hey, you don't like them crepes, Ricky. Um, Tony boys don't quit now unless <laughs> Tony, Tony should get a driver or something. He should quit a little bit earlier. Yeah. yeah he needs someone to shake and bake now that Eloy's out for, what, half the season. So, boys, what are your thoughts, though, on that Rizzo contract? I mean, a lot of those players are going to need to get paid pretty soon. Yeah, and the thing is, this is why I left. They're pl- they're pretending they're poor that they can't pay Rizzo, a guy who's been there forever, a fan favorite. They offered him. I know NFL contracts are different, but the Bears offered Nick Foles just as much money as the Cubs are doing for Anthony Rizzo. And like, what I liked what the Blackhawks did, even though it's kind of kicking them in the ass right now, they took care of the players who got him there, and the Cubs are not. And it's they're spending their they're spending their money on buying up properties in Wrigleyville and trying and laying people off. I don't get it. It's extremely unlikable. And the thing is, the White Sox are going to take this city by storm. And I don't think the Ricketts are know that what's going to hit them this summer when people aren't going to the games when the stadiums are more full. The South Side is going to be buzzing, and the Ricketts are going to be wondering what happened to all the good times in Wrigleyville. Hey, South Side might be gentrified after uh, these next couple seasons for the White Sox and how much revenue is going to be pouring into that neighborhood. Let's just, Eric, let's, Eric, you've moved to Dallas. It's been a while, but it's already happening. Hey, let's, you, just hope, let's just hope none of us walk home from uh, from the cell. Blaze, do you know who Brandon Belt is? I know he's a baseball player. 
So he's the first baseman for the the Giants, and he was part of the Giants teams that won a bunch of World Series. And let me tell you, he did not have as good of numbers as Anthony Rizzo. Brandon Belt in 2016, so five years ago, signed a 72 million five five year deal. That's basically what the that what Rizzo got offered. I got a couple other numbers for you on Rizzo. He's offered 14 million a year. This year he's making 16.5 million. It's backloaded contract, but he's going to basically take a pay cut if he signs this thing. Some other uh, salaries out there that you guys will really like. Jose Abreu just signed a three-year, 50 million dollar contract last year. That's 17 million dollars a year. Chris Davis, who has one of the worst contracts of all times, he plays for That's the. Uh, for the Orioles, absolute trash. He's got like a 46 OPS plus. That means that he is 64% worse than the average player in OPS. He's making $21 million a year. Uh, another guy who's at about the same stage as Rizzo is when he signed his contract is uh, Joey Votto. He got a contract for $25 million a year. So those are some of the guys that you would compare it to. And I think that you could get to a spot where Rizzo should probably get like you could you could easily sell him on the stay to be like give him five years that's fine but give him at least a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I think five year ninety five sounds good. Well, the thing is, why are they nickel and diming this guy? That is a fan favorite. Like, how much more can these? Cups- I was just gonna say, Jersey Jersey can pay for this guy. And who? Well, are they gonna keep Baez and Rizzo or Baez and Contreras and? No, you know what's gonna happen? They're gonna Ryan's, sign one gonna of these guys to these a guys. big contract. They're gonna sign one of these guys to a big contract. And then they're going to cry poor. But yeah, I don't know. The Cubs got to do the right thing with him. He's the face of the franchise. I don't care what you want to do with with Contreras and Bryant and Baez. I think you got to take care of Rizzo. He's a fan favorite. I've never heard a bad a bad thing about him. Like being out around the city, everyone that I know that's met him or interacted with him swears by him, and he's an awesome dude. So take care of the guy. You're going to need somebody to be the face of that franchise over the next couple of years if you're going to rebuild. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, he you 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 got you got to pay a guy like that. He he sells too many jerseys. He's Dave. To your point, I I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, "Hey, that guy that never stopped, took a photo, signed an autograph, held my baby, signed my tits, whatever." Right? But yeah, I think Rizzo it has of, a suburban mom demographic. You lose that, it's over. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because I mean, those suburban moms aren't you know uh, buying a, a Baez or a Contreras jersey. They're buying a Bryant. They're buying a Rizzo jersey and taking their kids to the ball game to see those. Yeah, two and they're going players. to the ball game too to see their favorite player. Exactly. Exactly. They got. I. I think they got to pay the guy. I think they got to pay the guy. But we'll see. Uh, White Sox nine oh five first pitch tonight. I got. I got some other plays that I made today on uh, on baseball. If anyone's interested. Well, all right. The win totals for the Cubs and Sox are uh, Cubs are 79 and the White Sox are 91. You can bet on DraftKings. I'm sure it's – I don't know if it's on the board anymore. but as can I, morning, I was going to say, can I get that pro-rated? You can bet the White Sox minus 12 against can them. I get that, can I get that pro-rated? Yeah, I'm sure you could. Take a look. Uh, some of the other bets that I really liked were uh, in no particular order. I've got um, – I hate to say it, but I think the Twins are probably the best bet to win the AL Central, getting plus 125. The White Sox are heavy favorites there. Um, the Marlins, over 72 wins. That's a day fave. They were really good last year. They've got a lot of young talent, and their pitching staff is actually pretty good. they got a couple young good guys, uh, Sandy Alcantara, uh, Pablo Lopez, uh, and Sixto Sanchez, some of the guys that you guys may have heard of. Uh, the Rays, to win over 86 games. They don't have really that many guys that, that you would really know about. Um, but they just seem to do it. They're going to raise, going to raise. Uh, I like the Braves to win the NL East plus 120. That seems like free money. Um, another bet that was out there was uh, 
you could bet the Rays or the Toronto Blue Jays to have more wins. I would bet the Rays to have more wins. And the other one that was out there was uh, the Mets. Their over-under is at 90.5 wins. I really like the under for them just because I feel like if anything can go wrong, it will go wrong with the Mets. So you might as well just bet against them. And I, the, the, I would like to get, get your guys' take support. on the Mets. The Mets aren't going to get any run support. I mean, how many well, games last year did, did DeGrom get taken out with well, they got, like three hits, one earned, and he can't get any goddamn support from, from the offense? got Lindor now, though. Francisco Lindor in the middle of that lineup playing short's a big difference. I don't think I don't think one guy changes it, but it could it could make an impact. Maybe not that big. Yeah, eight today. Oh yeah, he did get a big contract. The Cubs just oh, have yeah. no pitching though, huh? I yeah. don't know, like they got Arietta back, but man, after and Hendricks got hit, dusted up a little bit today. I yeah, Dave, I just really got two plays, um, and they're both AL Cy Young picks. Um I like Luis Severino coming back thirty to one. I think that's good value. He's not going to be back until like the middle of the season, dude. Really? Yeah. Oh well, Merrick, you can leave this in. You can just say I'm an idiot with baseball. And then the other one, I'm going to go homegrown. I did not like this guy, Dylan Cease, but he was killing it in spring training, and I think it carries over. You can get that on points bet, forty-five to one odds. So he's a ninety-eight. Hey, Cease, be the he's a ninety for the Sox pitching staff. He's a ninety-five. I'm hoping Kopech actually stays healthy, though. Um, he's going to start out the pen. Yeah, Kopech. I mean, I just, I, I hope good. he could eventually, by the end of this year, I'd like to see him get a few starts if he can actually work his way back in. But that, I'm I'm looking at the, the White Sox uh, pitching staff right now, and I don't see a bad name on this uh, out there. Well, you need Rodon to show up, and you need right. Cease to figure it out. I think Cease figures it out. Well, you know I love Dylan Cease. Yeah, I'm no, a Dylan Cease truther. White Sox bullpen is so nasty. It's like it's really good. And they got I think the White Sox bull, I think the White Sox bullpen is the best kept secret in all of baseball. I think that they're severely underrated by pretty much anyone that doesn't follow the White Sox because they don't have like name brand on uh, potential in there. But dude, Aaron Bummer last year was insane, and now they're gonna have Kopech coming back. After his off year with opting out of uh, for COVID, and then Garrett Crochet. If you guys haven't watched him pitch in this in spring training or anything last year, the guy throws absolute gas, and now he's adding a changeup yes. that that that's like eighty five no. advances. Oh mercy! Well, and, and not to mention, not to mention, you get the big right hander from Marion County, Indiana. Got him in the off season from. Uh, from from the Rangers here, but Lance uh, Lance Lynn six, what is he? What does he list as six seven? Two forty. Yeah, so, I'm sorry, six five six five two seventy. He's listed at that he boy a, is throwing he, absolute heat. He throws a fastball on ninety percent of his pitches. He throws a two seamer, a four seamer, and a cutter, and he just he, you know it's coming, and but you hey, still can't right hit on. it. He's unbelievable. I I love Lance Lynn. He's been on uh, Dave McAvoy's fantasy team the last couple of years. I I was ecstatic when they made the, the, uh, this move for him. Um, I I'm I I'm very confident that he'll have a really good year. I think the problem with the White Sox when you're betting on them though is they're getting hyped and there's going to be a lot of money coming in on them, and I don't think you're going to get a ton of value for. You're not getting any value in L- any none. sports book. None. So that's the issue with betting on the White Sox. 
Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, know, so no, I'm looking at this right now. The White Sox are nine to one um, to win the World Series, along with the San Diego Padres at nine to one, um, which is insane because like the Padres are much better than the White Sox on paper. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Is like what we're talking about. We're not getting a lot of value. Um, I think the only thing. The only thing I will say about the Padres, though, is like the reason why they're not going to get as much uh, World Series hype is because they got to beat the Dodgers. Yeah, and like there's there's no way that they're probably not going to win that division. So the dot like the, the the Padres could theoretically lose in a one game playoff, and then they got to beat the Dodgers before they even get to the World Series. Los Dodgers, right? Get Chewy on the podcast when they start playing well. No, if I had to take a fly. One of these teams, I'd go the Blue Jays. I think they're a young team. They got some good pitching. Twenty-two to one. They do not have good pitching. You're completely wrong. Better than last year. Better than last year. <laughs> they brought in a bunch of guys, but it's a bunch of random dudes. They brought in. Uh, they brought in Hinjin Ryu, who was there last year. But like, they've got him. Ross Stripling's going to start the second game. Then they got Robbie Ray. They they've got a bunch of guys that like could do stuff, but just haven't proven it. They're going to really need it to come together. They need a lot of things to go right with their pitching staff. But the Jays do. The Jays, I think, are right there with the White Sox uh, to be like the next like sexy young team in the AL to compare to like the Padres because they got a bunch of young guys in the lineup. And the fun thing about the Jays is like half their lineup is guys that whose dads played in the MLB. So you've got uh, Dante. You've got Kevin Biggio. You've got uh, Bichette, Bo Bichette, and then you've got Vladdy Jr. So that's three dudes that whose dads were ninety stars. Hey, that that's guy, awesome. that guy rakes. Vladdy Jr. absolutely rakes. He's got quick hands. He's slimmed down. Vladdy Jr. is still a bigger boy than his daddy, though. Oh, he's oh, Dio. he's big, big country. Dios mio, Dios mio. <laughs> you you get a couple too many nachos locos. <laughs> yeah. Enough enough on the on the diamond. Let's get back to the hardwood. Uh I think between us, we've got either Gonzaga, Baylor, or Gonzaga, Houston to win it all. Championship predictions final uh for our listeners uh come Monday. Who do we think is gonna take it all? Um, I'll, I'll, I, th- I think my lock of the week this week is going to be Houston plus five. And if that covers, I'm going to double down and go Gonzaga minus 14 against UCLA. If Houston doesn't cover, um, I'm going to save that money for the Masters next week and I'll, we'll bite the bullet. But um, I've seen online, I think it's going to be Gonzaga, Houston. I've seen Gonzaga minus 10. I, I'm going to stay away from that and not touch it. But I think Gonzaga wins the national title, goes undefeated. Why do you can you parlay Gonzaga money line with Houston money line? Right now, do that tomorrow. Yeah, pays out like plus one fifteen. I don't even think it's worth it. I looked into that though. Okay, well, because I was gonna say like I the the perfect fitting end to this entire tournament now with all like the the craziness that we were talking about, and I said last week on the podcast would be if it's Gonzaga versus Baylor in the final, and Gonzaga beats everybody by ten. And I still think that that's what's going to happen. Um, we we outsmarted ourselves, and I got too excited about Illinois and ended up losing a shitload of money on them, like a dumbass. But I I don't see I don't see anyone beating Gonzaga, and I like Baylor still, despite the fact that I'll be rooting for Houston. Um, I would take. I've already got Baylor first half. I'm not sure I love that pick, but I still think they'll win. Gonzaga first half seems like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Big sky overs and Gonzaga first half. Let's do it. Hey, Timmy time all weekend long. 
I'll take him first. I'll take him first half on Saturday. I'll take him game on Saturday. I'll take him in the in the national championship. Suggs too has been playing like a. Uh, I mean, he's what a, a freshman. I mean, he he looks just so poised out there, um, and even with his lack of NCAA experience or tournament experience for that matter. So I, I love Gonzaga for every every first half game bad through the rest of the tournament. I think they're going to win it all uh, easily, uh, even if they do play a tough Baylor team or uh, Houston. So no games, uh, no games, no games Sunday. So you can watch the Valero Houston Open and get a good look at all of our golfers that we're going to have to decide to, who to bet on. Oh, I'll tell you what now, the liberal media is going to shove Jordan Spieth down our throat the next week. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. We love him down He's here, baby. Good. We, uh, yeah, oh, he's been playing good. Texas, I forgot about that. God, he is an ant. Like, he's got to put together a Sunday. Gee, go, like, dude, go to church on Saturday night instead. My God, say a prayer, do something. No, so like, he seems like a great guy. I have no problem with him. I just don't understand the uh, media obsession with him. Well, yeah. you like him because his hair's almost gone. That's why he's got the same thing you got. <laughs> Well, wouldn't I like him if he didn't have hair? I don't like him. Oh, I thought you did like him. I thought you said you had no problem with him. He's a good guy. I said I have no problem. He's a good guy, but like I don't know why the is obsessed with him. He's been brutal for like four straight years. Him and him and Lewis Hamilton, known to be Blaze favorites. <laughs> until I get to know him better. <laughs> until you get to until you get to season three. <laughs> yeah, shout out to uh on Netflix. There's an F1 series, it's awesome. Drive to survive. Yeah, I haven't even. Yeah, I've not even dark, in the middle of Eric, season during these dark days of summer podcast. We might have to do some F one betting. Dude, there will me, be F one. You guys are you guys are the like third and fourth people this week to tell me to go to go watch that. I think that's going to have to be a uh, an option here come come Sunday night. Dude, it's awesome. That's a good idea. As we're finishing yeah. off our finishing off our Easter uh, Easter weekend, so. Uh, look before we before we wrap, wrap things up. Durbin's Holstein's through him after with him Durbin's, and in him in unity of the Holy Durbin's, Spirit. After Holstein's, after maybe JMO's or some some White Castle, uh, we're gonna head east. We're gonna take uh, I eighty to ninety four ninety four uh, over there. Uh, I forget what the what the next highway is, but we're gonna head down to South Bend, Indiana. Uh, it's April. Coach Kelly, Coach Brian Kelly's got to be looking at film, and God forbid if that film makes it down out of that cherry pick after that practice. Boys, give us the weather in South Bend. On the third day, he rose again. But Saturday, high of 66, low of 42. It's springtime again. Winds of 20 miles an hour. So we're on DEFCON level one for scaffolding 10 feet above sea level. He is risen, but let me tell you, he didn't take a scissor lift to get up there. <laughs> no, no, he walked. He he walked. No, lot. he didn't. He moved the rock, dude. He was a fucking game manager with the football before it was before it was hot. He moved the rock on Sunday. That's what he did. Move the rock. He did a little dipsy do, you know, a little. Hey, how are you? See you later. Well, hey, he, hey, he looked in the peeper and he left. <laughs> Oh, well, boys, this is fun as usual. Um, For our listeners, I I know we talked about it briefly, but uh, special edition next week coming out a little bit earlier. We're going to talk Masters. We're going to obviously recap the NCAA tournament first. 
uh, weekend of the MLB. And we're going to get a little update on the ice. I, I, I know we took a little break from puck line Patson. We're going to bring that back for, for a little segment next week uh, and get back on hockey as we get closer towards uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, boys, great week. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm on a 6 a.m. bird. On Friday morning? You're going to be here tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, shit. 6 a.m. Saturday. Saturday. I'm oh, working. Shit. I'm working from 9421 tomorrow. Shit. Shit. We'll see you Saturday. We're golfing <laughs> Saturday, and then I'm golfing Sunday with Shanny, too. Oh, no. No. You can drive the oh, car oh, if you want, babe. Oh, Shanny. <laughs> Shanny, Mr. Slicey later, huh? He's going to be pushing them all day right, especially off that first tee. Tell me you're playing Odyssey. Oh, where the fuck do you think we're playing? He's going to make me play the tips, and he's going to want me to only give him nine strokes, which is bullshit. That's that's such shit, dude. I can't Well, I smoked him. I got a a stroke a hole last the one time we played there, and I absolutely smoked him. I'm 18 strokes. He's not 18 strokes better than me. He's like 10. That's why nine is actually fair. Smoked. I guarantee. Hey, hey, if my irons get dialed, look out. Hey, hey, I'll I'll buy you a beer at Durban Saturday night if Shanny goes right off the first tee all day long. I don't know, dude. That's that that first tee. How do you go right on that first tee? It's wide open to the left. Just dump it short. You should shoot an iron off there. Oh my god, I'm gonna be dialed, dude. I'm gonna be rock solid. My fours oh, yeah. and my fives, oh. my long irons are looking good. I'm chunking everything with my short irons, but that'll be figured out. Don't worry. Yeah, dude. All I can do right now is putt. I'm gonna be making everything. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and if you want to, hey, if you want to see a long iron, just look down. All right. Boys, thanks thanks for uh, another great episode. Listeners, we'll catch you all next week. Boys, I'll see you Saturday, buddy. Saturday. All right. Good stuff. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll uh, catch you early next week. See you. Carol.